Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you, Lord, and acknowledge who you are, to see you high and exalted, above all, uh, the creator of all, uh, the sustainer of all, uh, the, the one who brings forth the possibility of reconciliation with your holiness through Christ. Lord, we thank you for these things, and Lord, help us to have a mindset of praise and adoration all through the week as we walk in this world. Help us to be known um, as those who have been impacted by your gospel, that we might be um, operating on a completely different plane in life as we consider all that you have accomplished. In your name I pray, amen. Well, God has provided his truth in his word. What a blessing that is. Clarity, uh, that we can consider who he is and search um, him and his being. Um, and he also has provided, through his creation, a complex world. Looking down into the deep cellular level, God's creation is complex. And it should draw us to ponder anew what the Almighty can do. As a child, my parents liked to flock our Christmas tree. I know Christmas has passed, but I'm going to pain you with a little childhood story here. They would put plastic over the cabinets in our kitchen. We didn't have a garage, so it would be done right in the house. My dad would carefully spray it using our canister vacuum cleaner in a reverse mode. And our Christmas tree was picked out carefully. We went to some place and cut it down. And my mom and dad wanted that tree that was good all around, you know, so we're going to flock it in the right manner. Well, as I drove to work this week, I noted God's flocking. Every tree for miles and miles and miles beautifully flocked. And for a, quite a while, and still today, the landscape in every direction reflecting his creative beauty and his power. We flock such a little tree, and he commands the whole. In the summer, these same trees are adorned with new leaves. All of a sudden, the landscape changes from dry, stick-looking objects to new growth and full leaves. In the fall, the leaves transition to an array of colors. In other regions, he simultaneously commands events and beauty unbeknownst to us and unseen by us. But he is in control. The theme of Psalm 139 speaks to David's awe over God's work. The psalmist says, For you form me in my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth, your eyes have seen my unformed substance. Think of the power of that. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And your book, and in your book, were all written the days that were ordained for me, 
when as it yet there was not one of them. What a sovereign God. It says in Revelation chapter 4, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and because of you, of your because of your will they existed and were created. His creation speaks his praise. His creation makes him known. His creation praises his person, his name. His creation praises his name so that he may be known to all. It says in Romans 1, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. To fail to attribute praise towards an eternal creator God is a significant offense. Romans 1 goes on to say, For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and they worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Even for those who purpose to worship Almighty God, we too can fail in this task. When we look around, we might be drawn to our driveways full of ice, the risks and discomforts of winter. Often when this added workload comes of shoveling and caring for things, we might become impatient. The complexities of life draw our attention in many, many different directions, creating thought transitions, stress, concerns, and worries. There is a constant reality of forks in the road, needing our attention and focus. Our paths shifted to different lanes as much, uh, as much of what we experience is seemingly out of our control. It might be illnesses, politics, news, conflicts, demands, expenses, and shortages of income. We live in a day with all the conveniences of man's creative designs to make life easier, yet the mind struggles with continual praise and adoration to him, all the while driving past his creation in, a, in an essence of unthankfulness. In many ways, we are more efficient than our predecessors, but we are likely more distracted. Worship is so closely connected with the synonyms of praise and adoration. Service with the right motive is an act of worship and praise. Sacrifice is so closely related to worship praise, and adoration. When done collectively as a body, a body of Christ, we lift praises together. What a blessing that is. The songwriter says, Praise to the Lord, O let all that is in me adore him. All that hath life and breath come now with praises before him. Let the amen sound from his people again. Gladly for all we adore him. Scripture indicates that on the basis of the work of Christ, we can draw near to him. In the Old Testament times, uh, praise and adoration did occur, but to some degree were tied to sacrifices brought to altars at specific times. Only designated priests were able to enter into the Holy of Holies. But Christ alters this system 
by a once-for-all sacrifice, creating a new and living way to draw near to Christ. It says in Hebrews chapter 10, Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, and not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. In James chapter 4, we're given instruction to draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. What a privilege to be able to, through the sacrifice of Christ, to draw near to a holy God. What a cause of praise, is it not? It ascribes credit as we praise him. He, he takes all the credit for all of this that we're able to do through him. Ephesians chapter 1 is a good reminder of this. To, the, to that end, that we who were born, that who, we who were first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who was given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to redemption of God's own possession. To what? To the praise of his own glory. Responding to the gospel is an action of praise. The work of the gospel, that is his effort, results in his praise. Becoming alive in Christ, being once dead and now being saved, ought to drive us to praise and adoration. Through Christ, we are able to draw near to him. Through his spirit, we are sealed in him as a possession. Why? To the praise of his glory. Through Christ, we become a possession of God, flocked, as it were, to perfection by grace through his redeeming blood. Wow, this reality changes everything, does it not? Your salvation is praise and is adoration, for it is his work. There are multiple things occurring as a result of his praise and adoration. Specifically, even when we come together, praising and providing adoration to God edifies. It edifies us. We are encouraged and we are when we are among others, we are also being built up for his praise and glory. This is just one of the reasons that we should come together and assemble. We are in communion with Christ, in relationship with him, drawing near to him. We are empowered to praise through the Spirit of God indwelt with the tools of worship, his own indwelling nature. We are given incredible words as a worship text to him. Consider Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. 
Thankfulness is praise and worship. To not be thankful is to have a heart of ingratitude. How can you do that when you're in Christ? Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Our acts of praise and adoration are tools of teaching and admonishing one another. They are laced with thanksgiving. Paul says in Romans 12, Therefore, I urge you, based on all the things that Christ has done, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. The connection here between service and worship, worship and praise. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove that the what the prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Paul reminds us at the end of chapter eleven, just words of praise and adoration. Oh the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and how unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who became his counselor? Or who has first given to him what, what might be paid back to him again? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. The, the author of Jude in verse 24, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling... Can you do that yourself? No, you can't. And to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy, can you do that of yourself? No, you can't. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Can you do that eternally? No, you can't. But you can through Christ, forever and ever. Amen.